Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the last stand, and here is your host, Brian Custer. That's right. It is the last stand where we bring you some of the biggest names in the sport. I'm Brian Custer, and joining us today is the WBO light heavyweight champion of the world. He's known as a beast and the common man. He is Joe Smith Jr. Joe, welcome to the last stand. Hey, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Listen, it, it's not every day that not only do I get to talk to one of the top fighters in the sport, but a guy who I used to call their early fights. I mean, it's been a long time since those fights you had uh, in yeah. New York City, Broadway boxing. Uh, talk to me about those days. How did those early fights, club fights, build you to the fighter that you are today? Hey, they all, uh, they all played a big part in my career. You know, that's where I got the experience. You know, I had some decent fights early in my career and, uh, you know, that's what got me to where I am today. You know, and I thought the interesting thing was when I was calling those fights earlier in your career, you know, you were still like, let's say an everyday laborer. I mean, that's how you got the, the, the moniker, the common man. So not only were you boxing and training, but you were working a nine to five. Sometimes I remember talking to you, you said like 12 hours a day. Give us, give the fans some insight on what your days were like early on in your career. Well, yeah, early on, you know, I had a tough uh, labor job where, you know, I had to get up early, drive two hours to work and then, uh, you know, do labor work. We were sweeping floors, you know, doing construction, um, concrete work. We, we did it all. And, uh, you know, after that, I drive straight to the gym, work out, and uh, do what I had to do. <laughs> Did you, was there any point, Joe, where you said, man, I don't know if this is going to work out. This is, this is, this is too much. Or did you always believe that all of this would pay off? I mean, no, I mean, there's, there was definitely some tough times, you know, it was up and down. You know, definitely when I was working every day, it was it was hard. And, um, you know, throughout, you know, luckily enough, I was able to take time when I needed it to train for the fights. You know, I had to sacrifice a little bit, you know, and give up having some things. But, you know, it paid off in the end. You know, I, I became a world champion. So I'm happy with all my decisions. And I love it because now, you know, not only are you a champion, you're now a business owner. I mean, you yeah. you own your business now. So t- talk to me about that and your business. 
Yeah, you know, after each fight, I was trying to put away a little money. And, um, you know, I believe it was after the Hopkins fight where me and my dad decided to get together and get a tree company going because, you know, he was in the tree business his whole life. I worked pretty much <laughs> with the tree companies on and off since I was a kid. So, um, you know, we decided to do it and uh, it's paying off. You know, it, it was a little slow start, but, uh, you know, it it's turning out to be great. We're getting bigger and bigger. Uh, and how do you year. juggle? Yeah, how do you juggle it, Joe? How do you juggle the boxing well, and the business? You know, right. Well, um, right now, you know, I focus a hundred percent on my fight. You know, I don't worry about the business because I know my my father's got it under control. That's, you know, that's what he's done his whole life. He was always a manager or something for a tree, big tree companies, and uh. You know, so he, he's glad to be out there running his own business rather than working for somebody. Man, that's great. That's great what you've done and provided for your family like that. Um, you know, you've got this rabid fan base. You know, New Yorkers go hard for their fighters anyway. Uh, but you got a great fan base. What is it about Joe Smith Jr. that appeals to the everyday guy? I guess I'm one of them, you know, I'm just a, I'm a tough, you know, guy. I, I always put on a great show when I'm fighting and, um, you know, I bring over my hard labor working skills to the, to the ring. <laughs> okay, Joe. So mid January, you're taking on another big puncher, uh, in Caleb Johnson, who's got just one loss, and that one loss was to Arthur Betterbiev, and that was a slugfest that he and Betterbiev had, which really only lasted like four rounds uh, between those two. How do you see the fight with Colum Johnson playing out? Well, I could see it being uh, the same type of fight. You know, I believe he's going to come right after me and uh, try to knock me out early. So, you know, I'm prepared to, you know, have a tough fight and go to war. You know, I'm... uh expecting him to come right for me. And, uh, you know, I plan to do the same and just, I want to look good doing it. I want to make a statement in this fight. You know, I want to look better than Baturbiev did. So, you know, I'm, you know, putting in the work in the gym and the hours and uh, hopefully everything works out great. And how important is this fight to your career going forward? It's very important. You know, each and every fight that I have is very important. You know, you you lose a fight now at this stage. You just, you know, you set back for a long time, pretty much. You know, you don't want a loss at this point. You know, I just won the belt. I got to get past him. And then there's so many big opportunities on the table. And I know that. So that's why I'm giving it everything I got on the date. And um, I know he's going to be doing the same because – this is probably going to be his last shot at a world championship. So, you know, I'm expecting the best of him and I'm sure he's expecting the best of me and that's what I'm going to give him. So ready to go. You, you know, um, you caught COVID in October, which is raging now uh, across the country. How did it affect you? And do you see it having any effect on you come fight night? Um. Well, at the time when I was sick, you know, I got it pretty bad. I went to the hospital, was there for two nights. Um, but since since I've recovered, you know, I've been feeling pretty good. You know, I can't say I'm having any 
side effects from it. I feel uh, mentally good, physically. You know, the toughest part about, you know, the COVID going on right now is just getting sparring partners and, you know, it's a little stressful going to the gym. You try to, I try to get to the gym when there's nobody there. I try to avoid people because, you know, I don't want to risk losing out on another fight again. This is a big opportunity for me and uh, I want to make it happen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you talked about how, you know, this, this fight and there's big opportunities you you were if you're victorious there's been a lot of talk that you win your fight and if Danny Jacobs wins his fight in February that you two would meet this summer is that a fight you want uh it's not really a fight that I want the fights I want I want to unify I want to fight Baturbiev and Bivol but um you know really those are the only fights I want to take is those two, unless Canelo comes up and he wants to fight, I'll take that fight. But, uh, you know, I want to unify. I, I don't think want to that's go backwards. I'm trying to get all the, all the belts. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I think it was just recently, though, uh, that Bob Arum said um, something that you kind of mentioned. He said he believed that Canelo will either fight you or Arthur uh, Better BF. Uh, do you think that fight is realistic for your future? With this boy, you never know. But if uh, if they're willing to come to me and fight, I- I'll take any one of them. That- that's Those are the fights I want. But I know I got to get past Johnson and make a statement with him. And that's going to open up the doors for these big fights to happen. Uh, another gentleman who's been very vocal about Joe Smith Jr. uh, is Anthony Yard. He says he wants Mm -hmm. to fight you if you're victorious. Uh, Is that a fight you're interested (laughs) in at all? Well, you know, everyone's going to want to fight me now. I got the world championship. It's around my waist and everybody wants it. So, you know, I'm interested in the fight, but what I really want is to unify and become the one champion. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So uh, I guess it begs the question here, Joe, if you had your choice uh, and your next fight could either be Jacobs, uh, could either be Yard, could be Canelo, could be better be Ev, uh, which guy do you want? You know, at this point, everybody would, you know, choose the Canelo fight just because, you know, it's money to be made there. But, um, Really, for my legacy, and I want to, you know, be known as a great fighter. So I would like to fight Paterbiev and Bivol. Mm, I love it. I love it. Um, listen, you, you kind of made mention of it earlier in the, our conversation, but in my opinion, I believe that your career just really skyrocketed and took off, and people re- uh, realized that Joe Smith Jr. is a problem. Uh, five years ago, when you not only knocked out Bernard Hopkins, but knocked him through the ropes, ended his career. What did that victory do for you? Yeah, that that victory definitely jump-started my career, you know, got me recognized and uh, got me other fights. And, um, you know, it was a great experience being in there with somebody with experience like him, and I've learned a lot from it. How, How was it even... 
even the lead up to it because you know Bernard likes to play the mind games in even in the build up to the fight. What did that do for yeah. you? Uh, that, that was the best part about it because Hopkins was making everything about him and trying to get in my head the whole time, but I didn't let it let it happen. You know, he he couldn't get to me, and I think that's what played a big part in the fight because I think I got in his head by. You know, there was one point we went to a, um, we had a sit down meeting with him and he was just talking about himself the whole time, the whole time. And uh, they come and ask me, they go, so Joe, what, what's your favorite moment about Hopkins? And I was like, honestly, I never even watched the guy fight before. (laughs) He got, he was so mad. He got so mad. It, It was, it was one of the best moments of my career. (laughs) <laughs> extra vintage you're, you're think, right if you don't be hop and you don't you don't say anything good about him bro that's always going to get under his skin that's tremendous i love that yeah, out of I you like, i said honestly i don't even know the guy i never seen him fight before and he started punching <laughs> the table and i knew i was getting in his head <laughs> uh so two years ago and you mentioned this as well you get your first title shot uh against Dimitri bivol uh right here in, in new york uh, that, that fight, really good fight. It goes 12 rounds. He gets the, uh, the decision after that fight. Did you, did you think like, man, I may not ever get a title shot again. What was your feelings after that fight? Yeah. After that fight, you know, I, I didn't think I was going to get another shot, but, um, you know, every, everything worked out. You know, I, I got my, my shot again and I took advantage of it and got it. But, uh, you know, during that fight, I learned a lot, man, and it really helped me fighting somebody as good as him. You know, it taught me I needed to work on my boxing and movement a little more, be a little sharper. And uh, just having that experience of going the 12 rounds really, you know, took me to another level. You know, my I, coming into that fight, I was coming off a long layoff due to my injury, and I had one one tune-up fight. But um, in the fight, I can't take nothing from Bivol. He was a great champion. I actually had him out at the end of the 10th round. And that's one of my best moments. <laughs> I look, I, I always looked back to that round. And I'm like, man, I was this close to becoming a world champion right there. But I knew I could do it because I, I hurt one of the best fighters in the world right there at that moment. So I knew if I just put a little more time and work in that, I can actually achieve it, and I did it. You certainly did. Uh, and, and listen, this past April, uh, you finally become world champion. What was it like when they said, and the new, and they mentioned your name? What what what, what resonated through your body when you heard that? At, at the time, it was just like, wow. It was just a relief, you know. It's like, yeah, I, f- I finally did it. I, I did it. I'm done. You know, let's let's see what comes next from it. And, uh, you know, when I got home, it started sinking in more and more. And uh, it was like, you know, it's just a great feeling to finally accomplish something that I've been working on since I was 13 years old. So, How different is it now that you're champion and realizing that now you've got all of these guys who are like Joe Smith Jr., hungry, wanting a title shot mm-hmm. and calling you out where you've been on the opposite end of that. What is that like now, yeah. now that you're a champion? 
I mean, it's a great, it's great, but I don't let any of that get to my head. Like I, I look at it as I'm still the underdog and I'm looking to still make a statement and, and to prove myself. So I believe that having that mindset is going to help me succeed and be even better in this sport. What do you think the sport of boxing, whether they don't realize or don't know about Joe Smith Jr. Listen, we know you're a world champion. We know you can punch. Uh, what do you think that mm-hmm. they still haven't realized about Joe Smith Jr. that they're about to find out here going forward? I mean, one thing I don't get a lot of credit for is my boxing ability. And, you know, because I, I could actually pretty, I, I'm a pretty decent boxer. I could box. I wouldn't be here if I couldn't. But, uh, you know, a lot of the fights that I have, I'm not supposed to be a boxer. I'm, I'm in there to bring the fight to these guys. You know, you can't box with a guy who's 6'4", 6'3". I got to get inside and keep pressure on them, you know. This guy, he he's a shorter guy, so um, I'm expecting to be able to show off a little more of my uh, boxing capabilities and look good in this fight. I, you know, and I love it, Joe, like you talk about that you're, you are like the common everyday guy. So what do you think about the sport of boxing nowadays? Because it seems like guys who can fight or who are world champions, it's great. But it seems like there are guys who are on social media who have millions or hundreds of thousands of followers are the popular guys. And the guys you know, yeah. making a lot of money because of their following. What do you think about the sport of boxing mm-hmm. right now? I mean, I th- I think boxing's you know it's a great sport, but uh, you know I wish there was ways where they can make like fighters like me, you know, make more money through using those other guys. Like you look at Jake Paul and Logan Paul coming over, and they're they're making millions of dollars, you know, fighting nobodies. But uh, you know, I still love the sport, but people just got to know the difference between that and what I am, you know, cause it's two totally different things. Uh, Joe, for people who watch and listen to the podcast, we let them submit questions. We got some questions for you, uh, through social media. So let's get right into them. Uh, the first one, uh, is from Carlos. He asks on Twitter, uh, after your fight with Callum Johnson, who do you want to fight next? Fight next. Uh, uh we were going over that. I want to fight Paterbiev or Canelo. <laughs> Those are the two fights I want next. And then if once I get Paterbiev and unify those belts, then I want to go for Bivol and redeem myself. But the next one's between those two, Bivol, I mean, uh, Paterbiev or Canelo. And uh, this one from Chuck from Twitter, kind of the same question, but he says, what do you think of Canelo being a potential opponent for you next year? It's great. It's it gives you motivation to get in the gym and work your ass off, because <laughs> you know that that's the big that's the big money right there, you know. But I'm looking at more than just making the big money. I want to keep a name for myself, and I want to fight the best. Hmm, and he like he's it. the best. So <laughs> like it. Uh, Raj from Twitter asks: After watching Better BF bleed, but still knock out Brown. Uh, what do you feel about a potential fight against him? And do you see flaws in Better BF's game? Better BF. Um, hey, I mean, with his last couple of fights, I've, I've realized that he, he's actually a tougher guy than I thought. You know, because I've seen him get rocked before by 
Johnson and a couple other people. So I thought maybe his chin was questionable, but I seen in his last fight, even with Marcus, that he's a tough guy and uh, he, he keeps a lot of pressure on you. But I believe with my power and boxing abilities, I think it'll make for a great fight. Uh, last one, uh, this one from Twitter as well. It says, uh, how is it being champ at 175? And are there any big names in the division, like the two top fights at 175 for you and why? Top fights again, once again, is Viterbiev, Canelo, and uh, Bivol. You know, Bivol, that's going to be a big fight for me because... You know, that's the one true loss I feel I have. The other two were injuries. Bivol, he's the one guy who really beat me. <laughs> Love it. Uh, all right, uh, Joe, we've come to the last section of this, of this show. We call it the last hand. I'm just going to ask you a series of questions. You give me the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? All right, let's do it. Here we go. There are only four. World champions born from Long Island. Buddy McGurk, Chris Algieri, Jamel Herring, and Joe Smith Jr. Who's the best of the four? Well, Chris ain't over yet, but I'm going to be the best. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, Philly, D.C., New York. LA, all known as fighting cities. Which city, in your opinion, has the best fighters and why? Um, I mean, I love New York and uh, also Los Angeles was great. Uh, you know, I fought there a few times and it was wonderful. Who's got the best fighters, though, out of those cities? New York. All right. All right. Uh, in your opinion. Because I'm here. Yeah, you're no. right. There you go. Uh, in your opinion, who's the biggest puncher at 175? Um, I'd say it's between me and Baturbiev. Okay. It's, uh, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to really, you know, get one on there. I mean, he he's knocked out everyone he's fought, but... I believe I fought more competition than he has. Uh, who's the best fighter at 175? Um, right now, I believe it's Bivol. Hmm. How about that? How about I believe that? it will be me, but I give him the the spotlight right now. You know, he's a he's a great fighter. He always looks great in all his fights, and. Uh, once I redeem myself against him, then uh, I'll pick myself for number one. <laughs> Next question. Uh, who is Joe Smith Jr.'s favorite fighter? Who's the one guy fighting right now that you say, man, he's fighting. Let me turn him on. I enjoy watching this person fight. I like, I enjoy watching Bivol. And honestly, Tank Davis always puts on a great show. I kind of, you know, I like his boxing ability and, uh, you know, he always throws that nice uppercut. <laughs> you, you're right about that. You're absolutely right. Uh, last question to you, champ. At this time next year in 2022, Joe Smith Jr. will be, you finish the sentence. Unified champion or looking, you know, have one fight away. 
to become a unified champion. I love it. I love it. Let me tell you something, champ. Um, certainly proud of you. I mean, I, you know, again, getting the opportunity to call some of your first fights, you know, and now looking at you now as a world champion, I'm yes. really proud of what you've done. Yes. And I just wish you nothing but all the success in the future. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Folks, that's what we do here on The Last Stand. We bring you the biggest names in the sport like Joe Smith Jr. Thanks for watching. We'll see you again next week.